Welcome to Brutal. the MMA podcast. How's everyone hanging out today? Pretty good. I'm full of energy and life. Wonderfully. Thank that you makes for, one of us. <laughs> thank you for asking me, Gabe. How are you? Um, all right, let's get into the fights. Um, <laughs> we, had, we had Felipe Lins versus uh, Max Grisham first on the UFC Vegas 73 card. Um, very boring fight, like I stated in the previous podcast. Uh, not a whole lot going on. Felipe Lins won a really boring decision. That's all that was there for that fight. Uh, right after that, we had Demont Blackshear versus Luan Lacerda. That was a really entertaining fight. Demont Blackshear dominated pillar to post. I mean, from the bell ringing to the fight getting stopped, he beat the tar out of Luan Lacerda. So that was a, that was a really fun oh, matchup. The Brazilian lost. Yeah, I think it was the only Brazilian loss on, on this card. Damn, probably. unfortunate. That sounds um, actually pretty accurate. Maybe. Brazilians stay winning as they should. Uh, we also had Elise Reed versus Jin Yu Frey. Uh, very une- uneventful unanimous uh, decision. I not too much to talk about there. Uh, right after that one, we had uh, Jamie Malarkey. Oh, excuse me, uh, Jamie, Jamie Malarkey versus Mohammed Naimov. It was Mohammed Naimov's. Uh, Mohammed Naimov. It, it was his debut in the UFC. He was a big underdog, plus three hundred and seventy. Um, he came out swinging pretty hard. Jamie Malarkey dominated the first round. And it looked like Mahan was on the downturn, but at the near the end to middle of the second round, uh, Muhammad turned around, knocked him out cold, and uh, Jimmy Malarkey had some problems standing up after that one. So that was a really good fight. Um, definitely wor- watch a, worth a rewatch. So after that one, we had John Castaneda versus Moween Garfar. Garfa- never going to say that name again in my life. <laughs> and he's irrelevant because he got knocked out. Moween um, Garfield. <laughs> um, Garfarov, right? <laughs> I don't want to say it. Um, John Castaneda really pushed the pace on this one. And I mean, uh, was a lot more technically sound than Moween. Um, <laughs> Moween. Uh, let's like just call it. him Harry Chest. Harry Chest just really swung for the fence this whole fight. I mean, just haymakers. He didn't really do a whole lot except for haymakers the whole fight. And uh, my guy, John Castaneda, really got the best of him. So after that, we had a really uh, fun matchup between Andre Arlovsky versus Dante Miles. Or Dante Miles. Um, Dante Miles did exactly what he needed to. Stayed sharp. Stayed straight with his punches. Um, a few too many connected. And he put him out of there with the TKO. So Is it not Maze? Did I not say Maze? You said Miles. I, I can't speak correctly. I know what's going on 2% of the time. Yeah, same. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we had a really fun matchup between uh, Daniel, Willie Cat, Santos, and Johnny Munoz. There's um, that fight one. was actually kind of unfortunate. That fight was were... a little unfortunate. A lot of groin shots, um, a few fouls here and there. Um, oh, that was what you guys were talking yeah, about. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, shot. what? Not, it was like 10 seconds into the round? 10 to 15 seconds into yeah. the first round. Really bad nut shot, by the way. Um, after that, it was pretty uh, dominating performance from Daniel Santos. Uh, Munoz pulled guard really often and didn't do a whole lot. Um, Daniel Santos was the better man and dominated all three rounds. The judges gave him uh, 27-29. Uh, he only technically tied one round because he got a point taken mm-hmm. because of the groin shot. But that was the only Because that was the second groin shot that he got a point taken, right? Yeah, I mean, it hit his quad and then slid up into his nuts. Can't really say either of those those nut shots were intentional, but man, the sliding nut. Dude definitely time. lost a few sperm cells. 
Um, really interesting matchup between Abubakar Magomedov and Alizu Zaleski Dos Santos. Um, what, was, what was your thoughts on that fight when watching that one? Um, I thought it was interesting. I kind of had more faith in the Dagestani about like being more dominant with his wrestling and whatnot. But actually, he like if I remember correctly, Dos Santos kind of stayed on his feet a lot of the time. He didn't. He really squashed a lot of the the um, uh, takedown attempts. Yeah, Um, Zaleski has amazing takedown defense. It may be all the needles he's shooting in his ass, but you know what? (laughs) He oh right, he came back from what a two year suspension, one year doping suspension. Okay, yeah. Um, Abubakar is the cousin of Khabib Nurmagomedov, and he basically is the Dagestani uh, handcuff. I mean, just pulls everyone to the floor, dominates from there, and. He couldn't get anything going in this fight. I couldn't believe it was a split decision. Yeah, I didn't see anything there. That, was, that felt pretty one-sided. I mean. Yeah, it was pretty one-sided. Um, you could give one round to Bubakar, but that's about it. Yeah. We had a really brutal outcome between Kareem Souza and Ketlin Souza. I am dyslexic. Kareem Souza and Ketla Silva. Yeah, I was watching that one on my, my big monitor, like two inches away. And that kneecap took up about a, a, a cubic... Or a square like four inches on my f- my face vision field, and that Watch. knee popping was brutal. That, that, was that brutal. Discolation. Disc- dislocation, dis- that dislocation. I'm discombobulated today. Goodness gracious! But that was a really solid win for Kareem Silva. Yeah, I mean, real quick. She was crying afterwards. Was that because of the win, or because because she probably because of the win? Brutalized. A lot, a lot of <laughs> a lot of people are very emotional after a big win like that. Understandable. Understandable. There's no cat behind the cat. <laughs> You've got a fun little uh, cameo from uh, Mazokin. That was Mazokin. Mazokin. We're talking about a cat named Mazokin, and he's jumping around right now. She, she is frolicking. My fault. How dare you? Um, after that fight, we had another pretty good fight between Tim Elliott and Victor. That was Altamirano. a cool one to watch. Huh? That was a cool one to watch. Tim Elliott fights really weird. He, his nickname is awkward. Like that's his that's name. actually his name. Um, his um, <laughs> I see why his Instagram handle is awkward underscore MMA. That's that's hilarious because yeah. I've never seen such like weird movement. Yeah, from a, a funky fighter. fighter man. Yeah, man looked like he was just trying to jive the whole time. <laughs> um, I think Mazakin is trying to jive over there. <laughs> She's having a hell of a time <laughs> eating something. Um, um, but I w- I would say. I'm really happy for Tim Elliott. He just yeah. got over a lot of family problems and a divorce. Oh, good for him. I and mean, not for the divorce, but for getting over it. <laughs> no, good for him. Um. <laughs> the one thing I did want to touch on with this fight is I thought Victor was going to get knocked out in the first round. Mm-hmm. I did not expect Victor to put up a fight because I always remember him as like kind of a scrawny kid who would kind of get thrown around. Very much so. Um, I mean, but it went to decision. Did. Okay, but it went to decision. I and I think that's too. like a really good improvement. Honestly. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. It, it definitely was an improvement. Victor Altamirano is, he's a not a very big talent because I think he started training martial arts when he was like 24, 25, honestly. I mean, really late. Oh, late Wait, how old is he? Um, 29, maybe? He looks 23. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't know much about this guy, but that, that whole fight, honestly, it looked like he was kind of a deer in headlights. I don't know if it's there because of moments, Elliot's style. There were some moments where he landed some head kicks. That's true. That's true. It looked like there was a possibility he could actually win that fight, but he had a lot more uh, work to do. And yeah. he, I imagine after a performance like that against a number 11 ranked guy, I mean, mm-hmm. he could put it together and 
really do something. Yeah. But he just that's needs true, true. to connect the pieces. Yeah. After that fight, uh, Ooh, my brutal. favorite fight of the night, mm-hmm. Jim Miller versus Jesse Butler. Oof. Talk about a deer in headlights. Yeah, that was Jesse that Butler yeah. because uh, Jim Miller, old man Jim Miller, walked out there, threw maybe four punches, and 23 seconds into the fight, seconds, yeah. knocked Jesse Butler unconscious. And while he was heading down to the floor, hit him with an uppercut just to send him with some, some take home. Yeah, they did a slow-mo of, of the, uh, the finish there. And the amount of power – that he had going into that that knockout punch was disgusting. His his foot his back foot was cocked all the way back. Yeah, that must have been an insane amount of power. You backhand, that, or I don't know, yeah. both probably both. <laughs> um, yeah, Jim Jim Miller's been in the sport longer than I've been alive. Um, so any of us, I believe, that's crazy. And uh, man, I mean, every time I go I'm out there and watch Jim Miller, I'm 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 believing he goes out there to put on a show, and that's what he does every time. Oh. Um, it was definitely entertaining. Yeah, yeah. he's three and one in his last four, um, all knockouts. He was not known for knockouts early in his career, but that old man power is starting to settle into those bones. And he's <laughs> lumberjack just lumberjack daddy. Seriously, he's just smashing don't kicks. Look at me. I don't know why Caitlin's looking at me. I'm lumberjack sorry, daddy. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> could have just you called him be. a lumberjack. Seriously, <laughs> that, is, that is foul. <laughs> okay, next. Oh, this fight's great. I love we got this Bruce fight. Leroy, Alex Caceres versus Daniel Pineda. I knew when I saw this fight on the card that it was scheduled. I knew for a fact that Pineda and Casares would be fight of the night because both these guys are scrappy. Both these guys only get finishes, and they went to decision. I mean, and it surprised me because I thought they would be on the floor trying to choke each other out immediately, but they kept it standing for a large portion of it. And when they did get to the ground, scrambles, scrambles, scrambles. It was like watching a jujitsu seminar. I yeah, this, really, this is great. Really pleased with this outcome. Of this Super fight. entertaining fight. I think this fight has made me like Cesaro's is probably one of my Cesaris. favorite fighters. The dude. Yeah. With the, with you the jiggle hair. Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. He's that like guy a, is definitely one of my favorite he's fighters like a now. Somewhat famous actor. And oh, for real? he looks exactly like him. So that's why I call him Bruce well, Leroy. Bruce Lee? I, I know Bruce Lee. It's Bruce, Bruce Leroy. Leroy. Anyways. Completely different person. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, easily one of my, my favorite fighters now. That whole fight was super fun to watch. The defense on Cesaris, Bruce Leroy was was fantastic. Uh, I, I believe he was in a full like arm bar at one point. Easily, he, like, he is amazing. He's very creative. Yeah, right? that's why I like both the, both this both these guys. They're very gritty, but they're very creative. So they're yeah. not gonna sit there in your guard. They're not gonna um, be patient. Yeah. They're gonna. They were at it. And Fight for the finish. Pineda was tanking. He took so many body shots towards yeah. the later rounds, and you just kept check chugging through you it. He was him, smiling at some point. Start to like yeah, he, over he was he just cringing over. Yeah, yeah, but but he still had a smile on his face. He was kind of laughing the whole time. I don't know why this guy's laughing. What are you but... too giggling about? <laughs> don't worry about it. School girls in the <laughs> school about it. I, I needed to test my mic. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm terrified. Uh, yeah, that, that was the most entertaining match of the fight for me. And Pineda has really cool match tattoos. Of yeah. Match of the fight. Match of the fight. Did you have any, match of the fight. <laughs> Do you have any opinions on that fight? It was interesting. I was kind of pissed off because uh, basically by this point, I realized I was not doing very well in my own picks. So I uh, had to switch to the person. Pineda? The other guy. I tried. I was hoping I was hoping he would get some, some nasty finisher, but nope, nothing happened. And yeah, it was a little unfortunate, but yeah, he definitely deserved the win. Can I just bring to attention real quick our uh, verdict season score where Daniel missed a whole fight scoring 
and is almost the same win-loss record as Charles, who is in second place somehow because of his stupid XP. Like Listen, the way he puts XP. Don't by. complain that I'm better, okay? Just don't complain. I'm just disappointed that I'm 15 and 6, which is <laughs> drastically better than any of you. No, no, and no, no. It's I'm pretty it's bad. Not drastic. It's not drastic. I it, think is, it was two. It was literally the two from it, it, this fight. Yeah, it's pretty drastic. It's not drastic. And it's not just two from this fight because I lost one in this fight. No, I'm just, I'm just better. Like generally. I'm the good like, you know. I'm going to stare at that record and by the end of the season... It won't have like four to cop that number. I didn't make any I think in episode three, you two were just like ten and eleven. I don't want to. But I'm coming back. All I know. Well, they're arguing. Hey, hey, I have yet to have. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to take six in a row. Number one spot. The end of this. I won't be number one spot. I can honestly promise you that because I'm not good at betting with XP. But you know what? I'll have the best record. Well, that's that's probably no. But you guys made a bet about being in first place. I think like two or three episodes ago. I mean, I won this last event. So. But then I do want to bring up the fact that um. I somehow got ahead of you guys within like one week I've of been you guys like making that bet. I've been like last. So. Well, you've been floating in. I thought no, like, I've been last the I entire think... time. I just got. Oh, to yeah. No, Next no, week, right. I'm going to do what I've been doing, which is pick everything beforehand and don't change it. Yeah. And you guys are going to watch me win. That's what I'm going to do. No changes. Cute. No no big bets. I, I won this last one and I don't care. Are you Put betting for or against? The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. Since we made this bet, I got first. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's right. touch on the main we'll fight of... Okay. Um, I didn't really want to talk about it, but let's talk about it. Kaikara France and Amir Albazi. I mean, um, these guys are both very elite talents. Uh, there's a perfectly good reason to why it was a split decision, um, but not in this way. Uh, Kaikara France, I had him winning four of the five rounds. You could decisively say three of the five rounds. Um not the most entertaining bout. It was very technical. Um, I enjoyed it to an extent, but I wasn't the most engaged. Uh, no one here I don't was think anyone was too yeah, engaged. Was like, we, I think we got up and then kind of watched a little bit. Um, we were all, walking all I around doing something. Right at the end when uh, they were doing the decision and Gabe went, Split? How the hell is it split? Okay, well, it's clearly Kaikara. And he said that out loud. And then two seconds later, Albazi gets the win, and he his face was just. It's disappointing to see dis- someone yeah. lose because from that decision, from that poor judging decision, um, one judge, I believe it was Chris Lee, gave round four to Amir Albazi. Where that round, Amir Amir Albazi, um, he only landed five to ten strikes, and his percentage was twenty percent less on accuracy against Kaikara France, and Kaikara France landed. I believe 27 strikes that round. And I don't know what judge was watching, but there was no takedowns. There was no control. The more damage came from Kaikara France and they still handed out Bozzi that decision. Well, that judge was, was refing for golf. That's probably what it was. I don't know what the judge was doing, but he was out to lunch because <laughs> he wasn't watching that fight. And it, it's upsetting because I mean, Kaikara France wins that fight and he's probably promised a title shot. He makes a hundred grand more. Um, I mean, it's it's sad to see these judges rip away um, fighters' livelihoods. It is, it is crazy to think about how, how drastically your life can change based off of absolutely just a, a single decision from a, a judge. Decision, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunate. unfortunate. If the judge gave that one round to Kaikara, which was it clearly was, um, Kaikara walks away with the win, and he's closer to a title shot than he was. He's already ranked third, and he would have been even higher. So, mm. Azikin's going off tonight. 
Um, <laughs> guest appearance. We'll probably talk about the next card. Uh, it's a, it's a. This is the pay per view you pulled up, correct? Yes. Okay. UFC 290. Um, we got one savior in here, Chris Curtis and Nazardin Imavov. Um, really good fight they put together last minute. Um, have you seen Chris Curtis fight? Chris Curtis, action I- man. Don't believe so, no. Okay. I have not either, no. Uh, Chris Curtis only joined the UFC maybe uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. and he started his year by going 5-0 and that year. Uh, it was 2-0 two, two in the regional scene and 3-0 in the UFC. And he's... Damn. He just <laughs> shoved them off the couch. <laughs> no, abuse. I don't know if She's abusing her cat. She's abusing her cat. Peter, 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 Peter! Another one, open up. Justice from magaz- mag- magazine. Get easy, okay? Get easy. Let's move on. Coach, um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Chris Curtis is really fun. He pushes the action just about always. Always moves forward. Uh, throws bombs with his hands, and it's why his name is Action Man, Chris Curtis. And uh, Imavov is a more of an outside fighter. He sticks to the outside, those jabs. If you squeak that chair one more time, I, listen, I, I had to adjust. Swing this microphone. I had to adjust. Fuck you. Mazikeen is destroying the couch. <laughs> Mazikeen's really going on. There's so many distractions today. Caitlin's going to cry live on camera. Welcome Woo! to the ADHD episode. Let's get to the next Brutal. one. I can't do it. I'm too stupid. All right. We got. <laughs> uh, I actually really like this one. Eric Anders is a former um, collegiate football player, and we've got him going against Mark Andre Barrio. Um, fun striking matchup. Most both of these guys don't really take it to the ground too often. Uh, one for Canada, one for the U.S. I'm supporting the U.S. in this one. I got Eric Anders probably by a second or third round knockout. Um, he put he pushes the pace pretty well. Uh, Semi technical fighter, but he's a little bit behind when it comes to too much fight IQ. So I could see it going either way, to be honest. Um, any opinions on that fight? I don't know, I don't know either people. of these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is they both look like they could be actors, and that's it. For sure. For Merc, sure. Merc, some handsome I, I would say mean. Andre looks literally like Jason Statham with that stare right there. Quite literally, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but he looks like he's going to kill someone. Yeah. Next, we got 50K, Danny Gay, and Nate, Nate Landwehr. He's, wait, um, wait, what? He's Dan, what he says. <laughs> Dan 50K. Okay. What's um, his nickname? Okay. I think I said, said Danny Gay. You <laughs> <laughs> just called him Danny Gay. The Danny Phantom sequel. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Nate the Train, Landwehr, one of the most entertaining fighters in the league, honestly. Every time he fights, he's yelling out the dumbest stuff. I watched him live in San Diego. He was fighting the night that, that day. Uh, put on a war with uh, David Onama. I love David Onama, so it was upsetting to see him lose. But that night, I became a fan of Nate Landwehr. I think everyone in the UFC is right now. So, honestly, one of the guys carrying this card, which is weird to say because he's not a huge name, but I think he will be after this fight. Um, Danny Gay is a really good featherweight, though. So um, I recognize his face. Ige? Yeah. Yeah, Ige has been around for a while. Um, yeah, Ige's fought a lot of really good guys. And, um, yeah, uh, I think it'll be a really fun fight. I think Nate Landwehr makes it entertaining. I could see it going either way, though. Both those guys have a fire in their belly to really win. Ige didn't win for four straight fights, and then his last fight out, he um, got a really good win, and he was seemed really fired up, real happy, real grateful for that win. So, sweet, yeah. Um, next we got Mike Malone versus Adam Egit or Fugit. Um, 
I'm thinking of Ige now. <laughs> Adam Fugit and Mike Malow, they don't bring a whole lot to the table. Um, relatively decent strikers. I could see it knock out either way for those guys. Um, I think I lean towards Mike Malow. But is that not, who it, I think it is on there. the next fight? Huh? Is that who I think it is on the next fight? The one, the only? Charles. The Charles Dubronx Oliveira. Ooh la la. Illuminado. Um, the beautiful Charles Oliveira, the number one lightweight contender on the world. Um, I'm so happy to see Charles back in the cage. I was so upset to hear he got injured in his last fight. I'm really happy to see him. Um, they came out with the first episode of um, – they do like a little vlog daily mm. of the UFC fighters. And they follow their journey until the day of the fights. And they put out – every single day they put out one vlog of what the fighter did that day. Of, of, of every fighter, basically. goes through all the really good main card guys. So I think they just went through Charles Oliveira, uh, Amanda Nunez, Benil Dariush, and um, Irina Aldana. So that's the main and co-main event. Um, Charles Oliveira talked about focusing on just being happy this camp and not stressing so much about the fight. So the whole fight camp, he's with his friends, he's with his family. Good for him. He's smiling, he's happy, and he's kicking ass while doing it. And I love seeing Charles Oliveira happy. Uh, a man from nothing to being the, in my opinion, the greatest lightweight champion of all time. Now I'm going to pose a question for you. What would it look like for Dariush to get a win? Like just speaking from not your favoritism of Charles Oliveira. Mm-hmm. Benil Dariush is one of the most complete fighters in the lightweight division. I think he beats Islam on Makachev if they fight. And um, I think Charles Oliveira can't do that right now. So... Um, I think Charles Oliveira has to make huge adjustments to beat a guy like Islam Makachev, who is the current lightweight champion in the division. Um, Benil Dariush really, really is a well-rounded, hi bud, a really well-rounded fighter. I mean, his jiu-jitsu sound, his striking sound, amazing right hand. He's very tight. His guard is tight. His striking is tight. He's super talented. Um, small head though. That dude has a small <laughs> head. If if um if Benio wants to get a win against Charles Oliveira, he I think he needs to get to the floor. I think he needs to get to, to the ground. Benil Darush, uh, he you say he can beat Islam, right? I believe uh, I believe he pillared a post beats Islam. And and Charles, you said can't. No. So no, you, can't, you think Charles. Charles might lose? There's a chance. There's definitely a chance Charles lose. Um, mm-hmm. he just lost against Islam. I mean, that's pretty fresh to be honest with you. Yeah, um, that was maybe only seven, eight months ago, and he he said he was going to take a big break from the fights, and then came right back. I mean, uh, Charles Oliveira has a hunger to fight and a hunger to be a champion, and I've never seen a man more hungry in my life to achieve something more than just getting money in this sport. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love Charles Oliveira. He's one of the best fighters I've ever watched in my life. The most exciting by- fighter by far, that's for sure. And um, Charles Oliveira has to make a lot of adjustments to want to win this fight against Benil Dariush. Um, I think he has the fire to do it, and I think he has the heart to do it. I think that's what Benil Dariush lacks, that Charles Oliveira does, and the hunger. Um, he was actually notoriously known for um, not training enough when he was uh, fighting in the UFC earlier. That's why he got knocked out. That's why he got caught a lot. And it looks like he has a lot more hunger now and wants to be champion. But I think he's underestimating Charles Oliveira, especially in the ground game, because on social media he goes – Ten out of ten times, I beat Charles Oliveira on the on the ground. That's, that's absurd, even to me. And then he and then he and says even maybe even nine out of ten times if Charles is having a really good day. 
that's and that's crazy. a little bit um that's not verbatim but um and that's what Benil said that's what Benil said Damn. I think Benil's going in there without um, a really complex knowledge of what Charles Oliver is about which is about aggression and I mean of course everyone knows Charles Oliver's striking is aggressive but nobody has more aggressive submissions than the submission champion himself Charles Oliver yeah, I mean yeah. he has I think 20 to 20 uh, I think he has 21 finishes in the UFC or something close to that and I know he has um, the submission record by far. I think he's uh, has four over the second place champion, which I think is Jim Miller, actually. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Jim Miller. Rip. Um, but, I mean, I see a path of victory for Charles Oliveira, and I see a path of victory for Benil Dariush. But I think Charles Oliveira um, is more, has better fight IQ. He just needs to tighten up his defense. I think that's his biggest flaw. It's always been his biggest flaw. His defense isn't great, but his aggression is amazing. And I think uh, Benio gets caught on the way out at some point. Maybe Honestly, the second round. I'm not going to lie. So I'm watching the few fights I have with Oliveira. Sometimes it almost seems like he purposefully goes down. Um, there's points where he gets hit and he's like maybe not feeling the best in the feet. There was a point where he fought Justin Gaethje, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he got dropped twice in the very first round. And he got the finish in the very first round too. But um, he got dropped twice in that. The second time he got dropped, he got hit with an overhand right. And as he's falling, um, he he just – well, he gets hit, right? And then he looks for a second and he blinks it out and he realizes, oh, I'm more hurt than I, I, I can be. So instead of letting J- Justin jump on him, if he lets Justin jump into the guard, he has a chance to choke him out. He has a chance to put a triangle choke on him and do whatever he wants to him because on the ground, he's better than just about everyone. But he can't do that with people like Islam Makhachev or Benil Dariush. And I think that's where Charles really found out in that last fight against Islam. So I think he'll be more aggressive with the takedowns and more aggressive with the submissions. I think um, when it comes to wrestling, I think Islam has – sorry. um, I think Charles has better offensive wrestling than Benil. But I don't think Charles will get Benil down because Gamrot most recently fought Benil, could not. For the life of him, get Benil on the ground. I think he got him one attempt out of like twenty or something. That's crazy. But um, I'm really excited for that fight. Uh, Should be a good one. I love Charles Oliveira, and I, I honestly really like Benil. Benil deserves a title shot, and uh, if he gets to win, he definitely deserves that title over yeah. anyone else in that division. I think from a spectator's perspective, that's just a general win-win, you know. So, but although you definitely want one person to win a lot more than the other, I think. The favela needs Charles Oliver to win. <laughs> Dubronx. Dubronx, baby. From fucking day one. That's the guy who really got me into the sport, Charles Oliver. So, our main event, we got Amanda Nunez versus Irene Aldana. Um, this is a really interesting fight. Amanda Nunez has been known to be a really good self-motivator, and she finally has her own camp where she can self-motivate. And her last fight proved that when she's motivated, she kills people. Um, she fought Juliana Pena. Maybe got four, maybe three, ten, eight rounds against her. Kept dropping her, um, and said she didn't want to finish her because she wanted to prove she was had the cardio and had the heart to go five rounds and completely dominated. So um, I see this no other way than the man Nunez getting maybe a knockout. But we said that about Shevchenko versus Grasso, and if you guys remember the screenshot of my face from that mm-hmm. fight, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Grasso choked out Shevchenko so you really can't doubt the Mexican heart and uh, that's why Irina Aldana's got they trained in the same camp too and they're both facing dominant champions but 
I see us going in Man Nunez's way, even though Irene Aldana has the heart and has the skills to be able to finish it. I just don't see it happening. Is there anything else we wanted to go over, guys? Um, I don't random, random plug for the new Apple Vision Pro. So, so Apple's coming out with a new VR AR headset. I think four thousand dollar one. Yeah, that that oh four, three thousand five hundred dollar one. I it's absurd. I think I'm if so you absurd, plug right? yourself into that thing, you no, become a zombie. And I'll never probably, talk to you probably. Again. But besides that, I think I think it has huge potential for for sports like this. Imagine like your your front row seat with that thing. You know, like they could have a camera. Oh, I see what you're talking. That'd about. That'd be pretty dope. Caitlin's grimacing what, over here. Caitlin does not enjoy this conversation. I'm, but I think it would actually be pretty cool. Wait, but I don't understand. Why can't they do that with regular VR? So it's, well, they, they can. And I think they do to some degree with the NBA right now. Probably um, NBA, yeah. But it's it's particularly cool with, with this headset, I think, just because Caitlin wants me to stop. <laughs> but um, I think it's particularly cool. Do not because stop. This, this headset do like doesn't come. use you know uh, any controllers or anything. It's purely based off of your, your hands and your eyesight. Um, which I think is super cool. It, it, I think it's a cool progression in like the entertainment industry potentially. Wait, so they, it's not based off of what do you mean? It's based I so, still so know you use, like just hand gestures about this thing. to to add, like move Temple. and activate everything. Wait, oh, so it's well not and eye tracking. What yeah. if your what if your hands are out of frame? Uh, well, it has like cameras like to such a large degree what that if you like, don't have you can hands? put them in. Oh God! Well, I mean, they can't use <laughs> the headset anyway, so fuck them, hey, This is not amputee friendly. Oh, okay. It might I, be. It might I be. am disgusted. It might be. I don't hold wanna, up. Hold I don't want to hear your propaganda. No. Okay. Now it might be. It might actually be because uh-huh. the eye tracking is so good that, uh, according to people who have tested it already, you look at something, it knows exactly what you're looking what at. What about blind, deaf amputees? Why are you using a headset them? if you're them? blind? What about them? Deaf and an amputee. You want to enjoy yourself. And you want to enjoy this technology. Guess what? They're not being inclusive. All right. I don't want to hear it. Uh, Apple's what's your name? What's a your non-conclusive. Name? Uh, <laughs> Thank you for watching the Brutal MMA podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're out. <laughs> Adios. Goodbye.